and welcome to episode 142 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Today we just have two segments for you. Uh, kicking the show off, myself and Alex sit down to talk about all the exciting news from this week, including Smash Brothers, NPD stuff, as well as the new Club Nintendo rewards that everyone hates. And after that, Neil, Zach, and Curtis get together to do a sort of retrospective on Tabadachi Life now that we're a couple months out from its launch. Enjoy. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new segment of Nintendo World Report Connectivity. I am your host tonight, uh, Alex Kulafi, and joining me is, as usual, Scott Thompson. Hello! Hi, Scott. So, we got a pretty basic segment for you today. Three important news stories that all went down over the last five days or so. Uh, I think, even though there are only three news stories, we're going to get some good discussion out of this, because... Nintendo had a little stream thing on, I think, Monday, where they revealed three new playable Smash Brothers characters. That is Robin, the protagonist from Fire Emblem Awakening. Lucina, who was kind of, even though she wasn't Marth, and even though she kind of pretended to be Marth, she was pretty much the game's Marth. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain Falcon are all coming to Smash Bros. Lucina seems to be a faster Marth. Her fast stab reminded me a bit of Meta Knight, though I am certainly no Smash expert. Mm. Robin attacks using tomes that appear to be limited use, and he has his sword. Yeah, that's the way they made it sound, was, yeah, that after so many uses, he'd have to just focus purely on his sword. Yep. And you can be female Robin, which is part of the Smash Bros. thing. Like, if there's a female version, they'll put it in. And, uh, Krom, he's not playable, like the, uh, the leak originally suggested. But he is part of Lucina's final Smash, so he's kind of in the game. Yeah, it's just so, so weird. <laughs> what do you take away from this, uh, as, not a Fire Emblem expert necessarily, but as the guy who reviewed Fire Emblem Awakening, what do you think of there being so many representatives from Fire Emblem? Yeah, like I, you know, once they revealed that, um, like who, like who's back in it from Fire Emblem? Um, there's um, Marth and Ike. Marth and Ike, that's right. Once they kind of just revealed those two, I was like, well, maybe we're not going to get any like Awakening uh, representation at all, and that didn't really bother me one way or the other, but I thought, well, if you're going to put anyone in, why wouldn't you put the new characters from this, like, hugely successful game, both here in North America and in Japan? Like, I really feel like Awakening has sort of revitalized the uh, the Fire Emblem series, especially over here in North America. I mean, I don't know that anyone really knows Marth and, uh, and Ike so much. Marth, maybe, but not Ike, um, outside of just them being in other Smash Brothers games. So, yeah, then we get this <laughs> this trailer, and we get two new uh, Fire Emblem characters, and then also a third one who, who sort of just makes a special appearance. Um, I'm surprised, but but I like it. Um, I, I It's just crazy. I mean, imagine if, like, if this is, like, a precedent where now, like, every game is going to get, like, two or three characters. I mean, how many uh, characters are we up to now in Smash? It's over 30, isn't we're it? We're probably, like, up to around 35, because there were three today, and there were a few uh, over E3. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I... It, how many more are we going to get? You know, I mean, is this roster yeah. going to hit 50? I don't know. That's actually, I'm, I'm slightly worried about that because not only is Sakurai saying that he's close to the end in uh, newcomer videos, but uh, apparently Koro Koro Magazine in Japan is going to reveal the full roster next, next month. Next month, yeah. 
Which makes me think that maybe they don't give a fuck about unlockables. Maybe <laughs> they're uh, they're just gonna they're gonna pull a Street Fighter Four and just be like, "Here's what you got. You don't need to unlock really any of them." And then that's Smash Bros. I don't know. It's a little sad to me that they're just putting everything on the line. Like I feel like Robin or Lucina could have been a fun unlockable that we didn't know about mm-hmm. before launch. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm like of two minds about it. I'm like, you know, like, I mean, I I know we've talked about this before, specifically me and you, Alex, because I know, like, you're you're kind of down on the whole, uh... Like, let me uh, I wouldn't call things. it, spo- yeah, I wouldn't call it spoilers, but I would call it, like, not leaving any surprises, I guess. Right. And I think with Mario Kart, that was kind of unfortunate. Like, it would have been cool to unlock the, the Koopalings and stuff. Um, but with this, like a, like a fighting game, I mean, how many people are going to pick this up and want to immediately jump online or play with their friends? And I mean... Do you really want to go through this process of unlocking all these characters? Yeah, it's a it's a cool reward to find something you didn't know was there. But I mean, I mean, isn't it nice also to just have the roster there so you can immediately start playing with the characters you want to play with rather than having to like you know play a hundred hours to unlock Mewtwo or whatever you know or or any other uh, you know sort of uh, requirement you have to fulfill before you get to play as these characters, especially when you already know that they're in there. You're right. But, like, and this could be just me, but I kind of like a little bit of a grind in unlocking things in video games, because it makes me feel like I earned something. Mm -hmm. Like, in Mewtwo, like, maybe you can say, I'm not you specifically, but maybe someone can say, like, oh, that was was so dumb how you had to plug in four controllers for 20 hours, or 80 hours with one controller in multiplayer, or whatever. But... I kind of like that in a video game. I I kind of like that it that it makes you do this weird crazy stuff that ultimately uh results in a really cool reward like Mewtwo, like one of the most uh highly wanted newcomers, not newcomers, but returning characters yeah. to the new Smash Bros, who by the way definitely won't be in the new game. But it's I kind of like that whole thing of uh, just make me do a bit of stupid stuff, make there be a bit of a grind, and make me feel like I earned this cool character. You know, I'll, I'll, I agree with that to a point, if it's, if it comes naturally from playing the game, even if you do have to play the game for, you know, quite some time, but I know there were so many unlocks tied to just playing for a while that people would just, you know, like, start a match and leave it on overnight, and then come back, and then they would unlock the character, and I think it's that kind of stuff that Nintendo's looking at and going, okay, well, we don't, that's not how we want to have people unlock characters. You know, what's what's the point of that? If it doesn't kind of come organically from playing the game, um, you know, if people are treating it just like a hurdle or just uh, like an inconvenience to unlock these characters, then I do think it gets kind of pointless. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. I'm of two minds. I think, too, it kind of depends what you want from, from Smash. And with the new one being... You know, hopefully having a much better online mode. I'm okay with everything being available from the start, but I could see like if you're going to treat it almost—I don't know how you could really treat it as a purely single-player experience. But if that's if that's where you're coming from, that you just want to go through, um, you know, all the single-player stuff, then I get that you really want there to be rewards for it. You know, like going through uh, the subspace emissary. It was cool that you unlocked characters as you went through because it felt like you were making progress then. Um, but if yeah. you're coming in it's straight to just start playing competitively, I mean, you want the that roster there. At the end of the day, uh, I will at least put a little bit of faith in Nintendo that uh, if they're... So here's the difference between this and Super Mario 3D World. In Super Mario 3D World, 
they really, really, really wanted to sell that game hard, so they spoiled things that were actively unlockable. In this game, if they uh, just have every character unlocked to begin with, there's a part of me that thinks maybe there will be a cool substitute for this. Maybe there will be really cool modes that you unlock in the same way you right. would have unlocked there's, those there's, characters. There's before. trophies and stuff too, you know, that yeah, you but unlock. That's that's you could have did that, uh you could have done that a long time ago. I know, I mean those aren't yeah, that's neither here I nor hope there. it's more than just trophies. I mean we'll see when the game comes out in a couple months. But uh I don't know. That's one thing that maybe bums me out a little. I mean, that's but, the series is well known for like having some sort of crazy thing unlock at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are characters we don't know about. I just don't think it's going to be quite as many as before. I don't think it's going to be the thing where you start with like a roster of ten characters and then eventually, you know, it doubles as you're unlocking. But the, I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if there's some uh, some hidden gems we don't know about. It just it just seems like there will be. I wonder what that game's going to look like by the time it comes out. Because to me, based on the stuff they've shown, I, I wasn't there at that hour-long presentation, but based on the stuff I read about it, based on the stuff they've uh, revealed, I don't think this is going to be uh, as expansive as Brawl was in content. I think there will be less content in this game significantly than there was in Brawl. But my hope is that it's better content regardless well, yeah, I mean, like I said, as long as the online mode works, like, right there, that's already better than, like, any of the, yeah, like, single-player content. Like, that's what I want. I want to be able to play with with you guys. I want to be able to play with, you know, listeners and readers from Nintendo World Report. Like, that's what I want, is to be able to really, like, play Smash Brothers. Uh, kind of like I'm playing Mario Kart now, where I can just always jump online and be playing with people. So, as long as that's there, yeah, I don't, I'm not really too much worried about, uh, yeah, sort of, like, superfluous modes and stuff that don't really don't really matter like i don't need to hit a, a big giant bag with a baseball bat to see how far i can make it go like i don't want to be doing that anymore i just want to be fighting sure uh <laughs> also about smash brothers i also wanted to ask your thoughts on lucina being her own character i i understand nintendo wants to uh put as many uh unique females into the roster as possible and that's fine but i still feel lucina probably should have shared a character slot with marth like, it doesn't even have to be Marth with Lucina as an alternate. It could have just been, like, the box split down the middle. Mm. Like, I... For a swordswoman and a swordsman who don't necessarily have many real magical abilities, like Robin would, all Lucina probably is going to have is speed and a couple of unique moves. I I feel like... It's a little pointless to give her and Marth two different slots. Right, they're gonna—they're almost like identical, identical and characters Ike too. Well, that's the that thing, matter. and this—this this has been in the past. Even like, I feel like all the Fire Emblem characters have sort of been variations on the same character. Um, you know, Marth and Ike—they have different speeds, but to me, not being wholly familiar with those characters, um, they've always just kind of felt like samey to me. Um, and I didn't really understand, yeah, why we needed two Fire Emblem characters, let alone now three that are virtually, uh, you know, the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is a weird choice. And that, I mean, especially considering Awakening had such a, a great roster, um, it is kind of weird they went, that they went with a, another character from Awakening that's, that's virtually the same. Um, I'm glad Robin's there, cause Robin seems entirely unique. I mean, like we said, using the tomes, uh, the fact that they, they appear to be limited, so then she switches yeah. from, like, a ranged, or he or she, depending uh, what gender you want to play, but switch from, like, ranged magic user to sword user. I think that's really cool. 
Um, and I'm excited about that. But yeah, no, uh, that, that, the Lucina reveal didn't really wow me either way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This new story basically just tells me that Fire Emblem Awakening was a bigger deal than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. I loved Fire Emblem Awakening. It's one of my favorite 3DS games. But I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, I thought we'd get one character. I thought it would just be, um... Krom. Krom, yeah. I didn't... I, I thought it would be that, and, and that would be it. So, it's exciting to see. But I, I'm i a little surprised, too. Uh, I really am. But, you know, the more the merrier. It, it seems like there's nothing holding them back now uh, with this roster. So, I, I don't see this as, like, taking up a spot for another character or something. So, um, yeah. I say go for it. Um, sure. But watching the... Uh, the the actual little like reveal video. I still can't believe they're putting all this production into these like reveal trailers. Like I I keep thinking these have to be in the actual game. Well, I think they're doing this instead of doing cutscenes in a subspace emissary mode. Like, yeah, but it just feels like they would be in the game as well. I mean, like the the production is just insane, and it it feels like it's the subspace emissary. You know, you have these like random Nintendo characters sort of talking about how they have to defeat each other and stuff. It feels like the subspace emissary. Um, I don't know. So it's just surprising. Um, but I really do enjoy them. They're great. They're, I mean, they're just a lot of fun to watch. This and then the Kid Icarus one at, at E3 was really great too um, with that like anime style. So I don't know. It's, it's really fun. I'm, it's fun that they're doing it this way. Um, you know, if they're going to spoil all the characters, I like that it's coming in this like unique way that I think really appeals to uh to fans of like Nintendo's history. It's just it's awesome. Yeah. At the very least I will concede that they have been extremely cool video reveals for what they were. Right, yeah. It's not just like, you know, it's not just like every week Nintendo's Twitter account is like tweeting the new character that's there. You know, they're really putting a lot into it and I think that's great. It makes it fun. It's like an event. I mean Monday was crazy following along on Twitter and just how excited everyone was. Um so it's cool. All right. So, next up, we got the June NPDs hot off the presses. They were revealed last night. Uh, this is a very significant month because it is the first full month that Mario Kart has been out. Uh, last month's NPDs, even though Mario Kart got second place, yeah. it had only been on sale for a few days at that point. A weekend, point. yeah. So, this month we're going to see a much bigger time frame. We're going to see 30 days of Wii U sales and Mario Kart sales. And the biggest thing that was surprising to me was that Mario Kart actually sold more in those three days than it did this month. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's bad or anything. Uh, Mario Kart also pulled second place this month behind Watch Dogs, uh, which isn't surprising because Watch Dogs launched on five platforms. Well, yeah, technically Mario Kart was first if you split up the SKUs. I don't know if you saw right, that. if yeah. it's if you do one platform counting as one, Mario Kart would have been first place. Yeah, sold more than any like individual platform for Watch Dogs. Yeah, and uh, it sold four hundred seventy thousand units, uh, physical plus digital, and that is eight eighty five uh, life to date. Actually, no, it must have sold slightly more. As, yeah, but it was still almost fifty uh, fifty. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, and, so it's uh, almost already hit him in like a month and a weekend. It's already almost hit a million in North America alone. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. Mario Kart's doing real well. Uh, it did earn second place. The Wii U sold 140,000 units, which doesn't sound that great compared to PS4's reported 270,000 and Xbox One's 197,000. 
But the cool thing about 140K is that now it's actually competitive. Now it's actually like almost part of a threesome with the other two consoles. Right, like it's close. It's like it's within, I mean, maybe, you know, PS4 is kind of out there. That seems like kind of the runaway winner right now early on. But the fact that it's close to Xbox One is is pretty impressive. And I think a lot of Nintendo naysayers uh, and like all these people who, you know, talk about game saving the Wii U and that it's doomed and everything like that. I think it's impressive that it's it's gotten that close, that it is competitive. Even if it's a comfortable third place right now, you can at least call it third place and like completely unironically and right. like without any snickering behind it. Uh, Wii U is now a competitor and we'll see how that goes because there's no games coming out between Mario Kart and Hyrule Warriors. So we'll see if Mario Kart completely carries its momentum throughout the summer. But if this is a trend of what's to come, uh, the console war might be turning into more of a console war now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's exciting. And, um, I mean, most of the, you know, PS4 and Xbox One, I don't think really have anything coming till Destiny in September, you know, either. So I think there's a, a summer lull here for everybody. So I think, I think you'll see Mario Kart continue to succeed. I think it'll stay in the top 10 the next couple months. I'm, well, it'll, I think it'll stay in the top 10 throughout the rest of the year, honestly, but it'll, it'll stay near the top here. And, um, yeah, I think you'll see Wii U continue to move, especially since there's going to be a lull. Um, and I, I don't really expect Hyrule Warriors to do too much, uh, in terms of like boosting sales. It's going to be when Smash Brothers comes, uh, late this year, hopefully late this year, hopefully not early next year. Um, we'll see how that does on the NPDs because, uh, can, it's technically two different games, uh, emphasizing the technically between Super Smash Bros. Wii U and Super Smash Bros. 3DS. So I think on the NPDs, it would be considered two completely different categories. Oh, it will. Yeah. No, it's not like Watch Dogs, yeah, where it's like gonna be combined. I mean, the fact that they come up months apart and, I mean, they're, you know, it's not like it's Wii U or uh, PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, I think there's a fair amount of difference between 3DS and Wii U. So I imagine they'll be, they'll be split up. I, I, I wonder if one audience is going to, uh, cannibalize the other a bit. Like, I, I wonder if the 3DS sales are going to be limited by the Wii U's and vice versa. I was worried about that, and I, I mean, that's exactly how I was going to be. If they had launched at the same time or relatively, you know, close to each other, I wasn't going to buy the 3DS version. Because, I mean, I, I want it on my TV. I want it in gorgeous HD. You know, the 3DS version looks fine for what it is, but that's not where I want to be playing Smash. But if it's out three months before the Wii U version and I'm seeing everybody else playing it, Am I going to be able to resist uh, picking it up? I, you know, probably not. So I think it's a right. smart move to split it up and to put 3DS first because once you've got the Wii U version, why would you want to go? I, I don't want to call it a downgrade, but why would you want to go to the 3DS version unless you just really prefer playing games on your 3DS? Sure. Uh, some other interesting numbers. Tomodachi Life actually made it into the top ten this month. Yeah, it, 100, uh, 170 something like that. 175 retail plus digital. Uh, that is very, uh, good. That means that no matter what, we are probably going to get Tamadachi Life 2 in some form in the next few years whenever another one of those games comes out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see if Nintendo can handle that situation a little better. <laughs> I think they will. I think it'll, I think it'll be improved, uh, next time. But, um, yeah, no, I think that's really impressive for, I mean, what's a new IP here in North America and, 
Um, you know, it's just sort of this quirky little life sim. Um, I think that's cool. I mean, and especially given the controversy that it did kind of garner, but maybe the controversy helped. I mean, how many people only heard about the game because of the controversy, you know? All these good news. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, and then I also got a few life-to-date numbers uh, for a few Wii U games from the last 12 months. And I, I got three Wii U games right here. The Wonderful 101, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and Wii Fit U. How about we play a little game where you guess the number and I will tell you how close you got. For lifetime sales? Okay, that sounds good. All where right. do you want to start? The Wonderful 101. <sighs> 220,000. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, no. It's actually, you know what? I'll give you one more. All right. Oh, man. Not even close. 105,000. Closer. Uh, 83K in the US. Oof. Okay. Not good. Yeah, it's, uh, the wonderful 101, I, I think, deserves slightly higher sales than that. Some people are, like, proudly calling it one of the best games they ever played. So, and this this is basically Nintendo's tearaway, and that they put a lot of faith into this really creative game that no one wanted. Yeah. Uh, tearaway got like 63k, I think. Oof. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Oh, and I want to set my expectations lower. I came out too high on uh, Wonderful 101. I mean, obviously Donkey Kong would do better. I will say 190,000. Higher. Oof. Uh, let's say 275. Extremely close. <laughs> 285. 285, okay. And it, that's reasonable. Came out in February. It's on the Wii U, so yeah. if it was a Wii game, it would have did a little better. That's not terrible. Uh, it'll probably sell for throughout the lifespan. Well, of the honestly, console, I think but... it'll pick up now as people are, you know, getting Wii U's for Mario Kart and then eventually Smash. I mean, that's the good thing is that I think games like this and Mario 3D World... They're sort of evergreen, and I think they'll they'll kind of continue to go as more and more people get the system. True that. Uh, and our last game, We Fit You. Remember that it was basically given away for almost free. Yeah. For a time. It's given away in like a variety of ways, though. It's such and a weird game. It's been like five or six months. I think it, the promotion stopped in like January or December. It was January, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we've had a few months of sales since then. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I feel like it wasn't anywhere near... Well, it obviously wasn't anywhere near what Wii Fit did, just because not everyone had a Wii, like, or a Wii U like they did the Wii. Oh, man. I'm going to say 210. Nope! Is it way more? <laughs> Or way less? Nope. Oh, it's way less? Oh, God. What is it? It sold worse than Tearaway. Oh, my God. Really? Now, would Although, this would this include, like, the basically free versions? Do you know? Uh, I just... I don't even know how accurate these numbers are because they came out of uh, NPD Leak. Okay. But these seem really accurate for okay. what they are. And, like, most of the people on NeoGAF seem to treat them as fact. So, let, let's say, assuming these are fact, and 60k for Tearaway and 83k for Wonderful 101 sounds accurate, uh, take a guess at how we fit you sold. 32. 48,000 copies. 48, okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to see, though, if that does include the fact that if you bought the, the fit meter, you bet you got the game for free, because that then would be, what, a download code, right? So it might it not... It had to have. 
so it wouldn't show up on MPDs, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It code? certainly. If the download codes counted, my guess is this would be closer to three hundred thousand. Okay. So that's uh, just that's just strictly individual it has sales. To be. Yeah. There's no way forty eight thousand people redeemed that uh, and bought it total in the yeah, U.S. That would, doesn't make sense to no, me. No, yeah. So we fit you. Uh, Maybe say bye to that franchise for a while. <laughs> well, we don't know. Like I said, it, you know, it, a lot of people still have the balance boards. Maybe sitting around. I mean, maybe people did do the the fit meter promotion. I don't. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I I wonder how that sold. Like the fit meter specifically. Yeah. I mean, they haven't really talked about it. I feel like if it sold well, Nintendo would have touted it at some point. So yeah, I don't think it would have been bragworthy, but maybe it would have been two hundred forty eight k instead of forty forty eight. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, yeah, I don't think I don't think that was uh, I don't think that did what they were hoping it would do. And we got one more story today. The Club Nintendo Gold and Platinum Elite Status gifts were announced uh, on the night of the fifteenth, early sixteenth, July sixteenth. And these are interesting prizes because for the first time there is no physical platinum or gold reward. All the rewards are digital and. Uh, if you are interested in any of the following games I'm about to list, you can claim them until 11.59 p.m. Uh, PT on August 15th. So, if you are a Platinum member, which means you earned 600 coins during the year, uh, even if you spent some, you just earned 600 cumulatively. Platinum, Game & Wario, NES Remix, Earthbound, Dr. Luigi... Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, Fluidity Spin Cycle, Dylan's Rolling Western, and Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move, which I think is the new 3DS game. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are gold, which means you earned 300 cumulatively, and if you're platinum, you can choose one of these games instead, if you like. Uh, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Super Mario Bros., Zelda 2, Donkey Kong 3, Wario Land 2, Metroid, and Super Mario Land 2. Six golden coins. Now, now let me tell you something, Scott. There is justification for people who want exclusive Nintendo goodies. If you wanted even a calendar, or you wanted something you couldn't get anywhere else other than this Platinum Reward, and you love physical stuff, and you hate the concept of digital, like one Justin Berube, mm -hmm. Berube uh, I totally get it. However, if you're someone like me, who has kept Game & Wario in his Amazon wish list for the past six months, waiting for it to hit 20 or 15 bucks somehow, this was fantastic. Yeah. I was so happy to be able to get Game & Wario without having to spend any money on it. Uh, you reviewed Game & Wario, you gave it a 5.5, so did you end up giving it, uh, did you end up taking Donkey Kong Country? I, uh, actually, I don't even, um mess around with Club Nintendo. I don't do it at all. So really? I'm not going to get anything. No, I've never, I don't know. Everyone just complains about it. <laughs> like, everyone complains about, A, I have to enter in codes and, and do the surveys, and then I feel like every time they announce new rewards, everyone just shits on it. And I'm just like, well, what's the point? I don't I don't really care. I'm not like a collector. In fact, this might be the first time I'm interested in it, because I get actual games, which is something I do want. Um, So, you know, I still have all my, my Club Nintendo inserts from everything I bought, and then, you know, everything I've downloaded. Uh, would be tied to my account, so I might, I might actually redeem the codes now, um, to maybe get a game because there's a few on there like I don't, I don't have, 
Um, what are you looking at? Like, just if you had to pick one, what are you looking at? Um, let's see. Well, I don't have NES Remix, so that would probably be what I'd go with. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything else I do have, and I, I understand that's kind of the the issue people are having is that I some of these like I don't I don't think most ca- ca- sort of casual Wii U and 3DS owners would necessarily have like fluidity in Dylan's Rolling Western, but you know Earthbound, Donkey Kong. Uh, even, even possibly Game and Wario, um, right. you know, those are the kind of games people probably already do have. But a lot of people I saw complaining were like people who e- a like either work for this site or b are just like ultra Nintendo fans, and it's like, well, yeah, naturally this probably isn't going to really appeal to you. You probably bought most of these games right. to earn the status in to, the first yeah to place. try to get platinum in the first place. Yeah, um, so you know, I kind of get that. And I, you know, but I, I think it's fine. I like, I prefer games over, like, little tchotchkes that are just going to sit on my desk and then eventually I'll just throw away or put in a box or something. Um, it, it feels more useful. I think it was JP, or maybe it was you, um, who kind of pointed this out. It would have been smarter, though, to have an option to just have eShop credit. I, that must have been JP. That okay. Me. To, uh, you know, because if you already have all this, well, at least you can get, like, 10 or 20 bucks eShop credit and then just use it down the road. On something else. I mean, even Although, that seems like it would be smart. It, it's getting people to, you know, to, to continue buying your product, um, even if they're not paying for it. They're still getting new things. The thing with codes, though, is that I, I don't know if these are tracked to your Club Nintendo. I suspect they might be, because Club Nintendo has cracked down on this in the past. But the cool thing about codes is that you can do a lot of cool things with them. Uh, you can trade them. Mm-hmm. You can do other things that are against the TOS that I won't point out. <laughs> uh, so I'm just saying, if it wasn't against the TOS, uh, I'm not. I'm recommending you don't do this, but if it wasn't against the TOS and you got Game & Wario, I could see you probably getting maybe $15 for it. Well, and on top of that, if you go ahead and redeem it yourself, I, I saw on Twitter that it actually counts to your uh, digital deluxe promotion. And I, th- I think that's worth uh, 300 or 400 points. Well, yeah, what is? It? I think it's $40, so yeah. But I, it might have gotten a price drop. I don't know. I don't know if it did or not, but either way, I mean, yeah, that that's going to get you almost right near your, you know, your $5 uh, coupon. So that's pretty cool, too. Although then you get Game of Wario, which I think is a really bad game. Um do you really think it's really that bad? I, I've been playing it lately, and I it could be our difference in perspective, because I usually hold one perspective when I get games for review, or I buy games like I take a more critical Well, sure. I mean, here's the thing. If you're, like, if you're like, okay, I got this game for basically nothing, then, you know, there was no, like, re- like risk reward factor, right? It's all right. reward. I mean, you got a game you wouldn't otherwise have, even if it was on your wish list. You weren't going to buy it until it was super cheap. So for this, it's like, this is a bonus for you. Right, so maybe I'm having more fun with it now than I would have if I spent 40 at launch uh, or got so. it for review and I had to write a review on it. Yeah. But as it stands, I think that game has a really great personality. I think the music is awesome. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny, like other Wario games. Oh, for sure. It has, like, all the, like, the character, like, all the extra elements that make WarioWare games great. Um, But... It's just like it's just it's just not that fun. I mean, compared to other WarioWare games, I don't find the different like single player modes all that interesting, save for maybe a few. 
Um, and they're kind yeah, of like, there are there are a few stinkers, and they're kind of like one and done. I mean, once you play them once, it's all the same stuff. It's not like other like the WarioWare micro games where as you're doing better and getting further along, you see new games and it gets harder. It's kind of all just the same stuff. Um, I will say the a few of the multiplayer modes are fun. Um, the Pictionary game is actually probably the best thing. Um, that, that WarioWare has going for it. So, like, you know, on the gamepad, it'll show you a word, and then you draw it, and on the screen, on the TV, people see what you're drawing, and then they try to guess, and you just try to get as many as you can in, like, 30 seconds or 60 seconds or something, and then it tracks everyone's scores. So, like, that's really cool. That, that was actually fun. Um, but the rest of it, it just, yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. It was just kind of bland, I thought. Alright. I mean, it's fine for free. But yeah, right. Not, and not. Out of all the games you can get, if you have none of these games, well, you should probably get Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. But if you're choosing a game other than that and you have none of them, Game and Wario, I think, is pretty good for a free game because at the very least, it makes an effort to be reasonably fun at retail level. Like it has more to it than any other game on this list outside of Donkey Kong or Earthbound. Actually, yeah, I Earth. You're right because that's the <laughs> that's got the VC whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know that that appeals to a certain audience. I mean, right. And honestly, if you would like Earthbound, you probably already went ahead and downloaded it, um, sure. just because the historic fact that it finally came to the American Virtual Console. But um, yeah, I mean, Game of Mario is probably one of the. I mean, is is sort of a mediocre game as I think it is. It, it's probably one of the better choices as far as like a free game goes. Um, like I said, especially if you have people to play with, I think it's a good multiplayer game. I imagine you've just been doing the the single player, Alex. But uh, yeah, I've been doing the single player. I've been playing with the Meverse stuff, which is totally great. Yeah. Now, uh, it basically makes you draw a word. You have sixty seconds to draw a bomb or SpongeBob, and from memory, you have sixty seconds to draw SpongeBob, and then it just automatically posts it to Meverse. And then people have to guess. Yeah, like that stuff's neat. I think, as someone who has been playing it for free, and as someone who is probably in the same perspective as a lot of people who are thinking of choosing Game and Wario, I am having a good free time with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one final thing I wanted to note is, well, there's we have an article on NWR, me and Justin B. Uh, Berube. Uh, we basically wrote two different editorials with opposing views on the new Club Nintendo Digital Rewards. Justin wants physical stuff. He's a big collector. That, that, that's his shtick, really. He's, he's the collector. Mm-hmm. The biggest one on the website, probably. And then my point of view was digital is good because the prizes have been getting progressively worse year over year for Club Nintendo. Uh, it was the cool Mario hat the first year. Then it was the cool Mario figure the second year. And then it turned into stuff like pins... And then it was a deck of playing cards or posters. And then it was posters or a Majora's Mask CD. Yeah. And you can tell that they're clearly cutting costs year after year as more people are joining the service. So the prizes are naturally getting a little worse and a little worse. And the cool thing about the digital is that it doesn't really cost Nintendo any money. So with this service, they can offer retail quality $40 to $60 games every single year to these people without them having a cost to themselves. So basically it adds more value than they would have had this year otherwise while uh, making their cost negligible. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, and I think that's I think that's the plan. All righty, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you for joining me, Scott. Mm-hmm. No problem. And that will do it. Uh, maybe we will do some more news if Nintendo's got more news in the next few weeks. It it seems like it's been pretty slow lately. Like, Nintendo usually remains quiet for a couple weeks at a time, and then they just unleash everything at once. So, maybe you can look forward to more of these segments. Hopefully. News is good. News is good! Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll see you uh, at some point next week or the week after. Bye. Bye. To this chat here on Connectivity about Tomodachi Life. Uh, it's this weird 3DS game that is taking the summer by storm because it is the only game that's being released <laughs> in retail yeah. on a Nintendo system <laughs> yeah. after Mario Kart. Uh, we'll talk about that a little more at the end, but for now let's focus on the fun that we're all having with Tomodachi Life. I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me to talk about this weird Sims-like Nintendo game is Curtis Bonds. I'm living the Tomodachi life, yo. And Zachary Miller. I am continuing to live it as well. Every yeah, day. Yeah, now, Zach, let's start with you, because you did the review for the site, and you really, really enjoyed it. Loved it. And when we talked about this earlier in the week, you said that you put fucking 60 hours into this game? That's kind of oh. scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because like, I just how? have it on all the time. Like, are those, like, idle hours, or is it just like you're... Always kind of fucking around always, and always tweaking your characters. Yep, always checking in. Yeah, for for people who might not know what Tomodachi Life is, um, it is very much like Nintendo's version of The Sims. I think uh, Johnny Metz made the comment on a recent episode of Radio Free Nintendo in which he called it like an aquarium for your Mies, which I That's think is really, accurate. really apt. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Because um, you kind of spend this weird setup process where you, you know, first you make your, you put your me into the game, and then everyone in the world refers to you, the person interacting with it, as, you know, Neil's lookalike. Right. Um, and then you put more and more me's into it, and you can, you know, get QR codes that will give you fully formed Tomodachi Life characters, or you'll get these, you know, you'll be able to just put in a me or create a me, and then, you know, give it a voice, give it a personality. Have its name phonetically said the right way by the creepy robot. <laughs> but it really is something, I think I put in probably 20 to 25 hours into it. And it is something that, like, I just kind of enjoy checking in on every now and then. And you just kind of see your me's interact with each other. You see friendships blossom. You see relationships blossom. You see them all sour. Yeah, you see um, them sad. 
Yeah, and you have very minimal interaction over it. It's almost kind of like, it's futile sometimes. And I don't know, uh, uh, Kurt, I do, I do not know the status of your relationship in real life, but I know that Zach and I are both married. Um, <laughs> and I know that, I, I don't know if you were like this, Zach, but I was like shitting a brick that like my, me version of my wife was going to like go get married to someone else. <laughs> because I had heard that, you know, even if you list them as your spouse, that doesn't guarantee that you'll get married. Right. Um, which I think yeah. is really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm still kind of living the single life myself, but, uh. So you're just like, man, I'm, I'm banging Samus, I'm going after <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, in the game, I am, I am actually married to someone who happened to actually be an ex-girlfriend of mine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, that's the kind of, like, fun, weird shit that happens. Like, my conglomeration of people, I, I, I should probably add in some fresh faces. It's a mixture of, um, you know, a couple of my friends that I had their knees on my, my system already. Zach's there. Uh, cause, cause I got his, I got his, uh, Tomodachi Life QR code when I first set it up. I'd kind of like to I, get Lauren so that you can have a girlfriend at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll have to, maybe I'll do that after this and then put it up there for all the world to see. Um, and then, uh, who else was that? Oh yeah. So then a friend that I convinced to get the game, him and like his brother and sister and his girlfriend are in it. And then I have, you know, Snoop Dogg, Samus, Zelda, hmm. uh, Ganondorf, George Washington, Daria from the MTV Daria. show Daria. Ah, nice. Which was just because, okay, so this, this might be a certain sect of people that, who know what the fuck Daria is. I love Daria. I but have, I have that whole box set on DVD. It is, it is uh, a fantastic, so it is a fantastic cartoon show. I'm glad we're, we're among like company here. <laughs> um, but I was just kind of bombing around. I think there's like a me, mecharacters.com or something like that. That's where I got a, a lot of my initial batch of like randomly oh, created okay. me's. And I saw a Daria one and I was like, well, that's funny. You know, I like the show. I'll throw that in there. I need another girl. Um, and then I noticed, you know how the, she was really short in the game and you know how they like the logo for the TV show was like her head, like at the bottom of that circle. Right. So mm. they have the little like, emblem for her me and because she's so short that's how it displays which oh, i'm like okay nice. touche awesome. me creator touche <laughs> that's cool but yeah uh, i didn't really put too many celebrities in my game they're mostly they're mostly friends of mine because you know all my friends are on twitter and they all have the game so it's just fun to kind of you know share all that stuff uh with my friends and just see their reactions to just the weird stuff that goes on. I do have a few uh, celebrities and weird characters in my game too. Like, uh, you know, like you said, Snoop Dogg seems to be a popular choice. And uh, I mean, hey, 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 smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in a he's in the plant room. He's got one of those reggae yeah. hats on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a very important song with him on my uh, Kurt Dog Gaming YouTube. I YouTube did see account. that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that so that's one of the fun things about the game, just make, being able to, you know, make custom lyrics and try and get around, uh, Nintendo's weird kind of censoring system. Yeah. yeah or even, see. you know, trying to get people to say the dumbest stuff whenever they're mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. When yeah. They're happy. Let's see. Who else do I have? I have, uh, a friend of mine found an actually really good, uh, me of Mufasa from the Lion King. <laughs> really? <laughs> Like it's actually, it was actually really impressive, like how how they managed to make that. So yeah, he's uh he's in my game and he's dating one of my friends. 
Uh, so that's I don't, I don't know if that's really going in like furry territory or whatever, but I don't know. Mufasa's kind of cool. But uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Mufasa. Uh, yeah, I don't really have too many like big celebrities in there. If if anybody, it's just mostly like internet celebrities like Jim Sterling and Low Tax and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've just got three of the people they put on on their website. Oh, you got Shaq. I got Shaq and Christina Aguilera, who's going out yeah. with my friend Zach Erickson. <laughs> and uh, I got Debbie Debbie Allen. I don't even know who she is. Um, yeah, I think I saw that. I, I didn't get any of the celebrities. I thought about it because I, I am at a point where I need to expand, or else I think I'm going to get bored of the game. Because no one's getting married in my group. Like I got married to Lauren. We had a child named Claire. Um, and she's out seeing the world, um, so that's that's good. You know, it was tough. yeah. Let's yeah. So yeah, I'm married to like you know that ex girlfriend I had mentioned, and uh, I have Reggie Fizame in my game, and he's, he's in mine too. He, is he a pimp? Uh, I guess so. I mean, he he got married to uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you uh, know this girl on YouTube, a Nintendo fan girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. So they're married in my game, which uh, is highly appropriate, I think. Hmm. I think there's an age discrepancy there, but other than that, that seems okay. Yeah, well, she's an adult, so it's all good. I'm married to my wife, and then my friend Marcus is married to his brother's real-life wife, and they had a baby. Uh, and then Nelson, Marcus's brother, is married to my brother's real-life wife. See, this is where it gets weird. This is because where because there's no yeah. way there's no way that you can kind of like say like, hey, these two people are dating in real life, which I think is I, I don't know if it's a flaw or just like a fun. Kind I think it's of, fun. Uh, I, I th- thought I love experiment it. because right now I have I even moved uh, my my friend and his girlfriend uh, Billy and Anna. They they went to Pax East with us. Um, they're not they're not them. going out yet in my game. No, they're, no, they hate each other. Well, they don't hate each other. <laughs> just like literally they are their their characters are friends with everyone else on the fucking island except for each other. That's too funny. Um and it's just like these weird things like that where you're trying to like sometimes force these relationships but you can't really you don't have direct control. No. You can kind of like there was one like my my friend just started dating Princess Leia for some reason. <laughs> I don't even think I approved it, which kind of weirded me out because it seemed like that you have some kind of like veto power where you're like, you know, they're like, "Oh, I want to go and ask this person out." And you're like, "Nah, man, I'm just trying to save you." <laughs> Cuz I've poor Ganondorf just keeps on getting stood up. Yeah, there's a there's been a few instances where I didn't even expect uh, you know, a couple to get together like I had a uh... I had someone try and confess their love to someone else, and, uh, yeah, someone else actually came in and did that whole wait thing. Oh, that happened to me, too. I still still haven't seen that. I really really wanted to see that. I mean, then you have, like, the dumb shit where, like, it's like, oh, someone wants to meet me on the roof. And then you go up there, and it's like someone wearing this dumb fake mustache, and they're just like, I don't know, like, I'm I'm trying to think of an example. Just like, don't look under your bed. Like, it's like weird (laughs) shit like that. That like means nothing. I come up here. I come up here when I need to fart. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like this real. It's just everything's like that. Everything's so weird. And that's and you know what? That's what I love about the game. Really. Yeah. It's I just, mean, that, it's that's why so I keep on going bizarre. back to it. And it's not like people kind of compare it to Animal Crossing, but like it's just outside of the fact that like there is an island in Animal Crossing and there are people. That's that's really where the comparisons begin and end. Yeah. You're not collecting anything. Yeah, like, it's just kind of like, you know, I check the shops every day, not because I'm like, oh, I want to try to complete this furniture set. I'm checking them because I'm like, 
is there a dumb hat I can put on my friend? Right. I buy I buy one of new everything because uh, once somebody gets to level twenty, then you can just give them things you've bought. Oh. Oh, it's oh, no wow. None of your characters is level twenty. No, I think I think Lauren and I are my two highest ones, and I think they're at like eighteen. Dude, I've got a level forty and a level thirty-six. <laughs> Great. I know it's it's you, a sickness. Sixty hours, Zach. Sixty. That's that's almost three <laughs> times as much, much time as I put into the game. Look, let me tell you, when you get to the sixty-hour mark, a lot of the dumb shit um, starts to get repetitious and old, like. You uh, could say that about literally any game. I know, but, but it's, it's <laughs> like, I don't want to tickle your damn nose, sneeze your goddamn self, or the you football know I hate, game, I hate, which yeah, I hate like, the football I, game. I stopped playing games with people. I did too, I've stopped. Like, I'll see that, I'll be like, no, you can go fuck yourself. Like, right. like if you're hungry, I'll try to find your, like, you know, super awesome all-time favorite food, but if you want to play a game, you can just... You can jerk off. I don't care. <laughs> I've actually I've actually started making a meta game out of the food because it it keeps track of what food everybody's eaten. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to feed everybody something different. And, yeah. Uh, finding everybody's worst foods and best foods and. Yeah, Lauren hates fudge for some reason, and I have a friend of uh, mine who is so far the only all time favorite food that I've stumbled upon is my friend just loving the shit out of olives. So I just have this reserve of olives for whenever I'm showing it to someone new. I'm just like, look at this ridiculous stuff. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think the only all-time favorite food I've discovered was a friend of mine just really loving s'mores, which seems kind of, hmm. like, obvious. Like, yeah. yeah, s'mores are really damn good, so I'm not really surprised there. But olives, that sounds like an interesting thing to, you know, be an all-time favorite. I know, like, uh, I have a, I have a, an in-real-life niece who just loves olives. I like uh, trying to, I like trying to find apartments that match the person. Yeah. Like Johnny's in a space station. Well, no shit. Uh, yeah, that's like Snoop Dogg's in the plant room. Yep. You're in an arcade. That that works. Yep. I'm in the I'm in the dinosaur room, of course. My my friend was living in a like the shack that just has like the <laughs> washing machine that's drawn on the wall. Yeah, cardboard cardboard Cause he, walls. <laughs> Cuz he still lives at home. No. <laughs> Yeah, find yeah, finding all that stuff is cool. I mean, thankfully there is like a lot of stuff to you know still buy even after all this time. Even though it does like it does kind of get repetitive, like some of these conversations that they have and some of the games and stuff. You know, I I I actually wouldn't mind if they came out with like a like a DLC pack or something that just added more conversations and just weird stuff. I think that I, I think that or would, just the ability mm-hmm. to turn off some of the stupid shit that you don't yeah. want to yeah. do anymore. Yeah. And I guess, like, you can kind of ignore it. I just, it's, but look, it's it's this weird, I have this bizarre Completionist feeling. mentality where you need to do everything when they have it. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like I feel responsible for these virtual people. Like, yeah. you know. At a That's certain, how they get you, know, you, man. I know. Somebody's like, hey, I think, you know, Bob, like, I'd like to go meet Bob. Uh, what do you think we should talk about? And rather than saying, fuck you, I'm going to go feed Neil. I'm like, I think you should talk about hobbies, and then I'll watch yeah. the little cutscene. You know maybe what, man? It doesn't work I think out. Ganondorf. I think he he'd really like to talk about something serious. <laughs> and and Zelda, maybe she's a gossip girl. You know, I don't know. You know what? You know what? Option never works. Money. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's worked, really that's worked a couple. That's worked a couple times. If oh, I'm really? like trying to set up a friendship with like Reggie or somebody, that usually works. Well, yeah, nice. <laughs> He's a businessman. Yeah, uh, I like I like some of the ridiculous costumes. Like there's a dinosaur suit. Uh, I put Marcus in that. He looked like a troll. Yeah, I have uh, a friend who's uh he was in a mermaid outfit for a while. You're in a Napoleonic outfit right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I had, uh, Lauren was wearing a fried prawn hat for a long time. Oh, she yeah. just thought it looked like an afro. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a, an ice cream. Hat. Yeah, yeah, I have that, I have that as well. Nice. Or, and right now, Le- Princess Leia has blue hair because she wanted to dye her hair. And who was I? Didn't <laughs> like the princess. Yes. Dude, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out how to get that hair color out. And then I, I read online just randomly, like, just have him take a bath. Oh, all right. Huh. That makes well, that sense, good, but I, I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. That's, like, I mean, and, and those are the kind of moments that, like, that's why I like playing this game, because every now and then you'll just discover that thing that's so goofy or silly, but it just, you know, it works. It makes sense. It doesn't break the logic of the game. Yeah, it can get, it can get kind of awkward, though, if, like, you know, having real-life friends, like, especially girls. Like, when I, when I like, gave a girl... F- a uh, girlfriend of mine, uh, the bath kit, like, that was, that was kind of uh, awkward to see, cause yeah, I didn't know if that was, like, gonna, like, automatically end, so I was just kinda sitting there watching her take a bath, it's just like, uh, <laughs> I feel like a creep right now. Dude, I gave a, uh, bath set to me and my wife's daughter, who lives in the apartment building with us, and I was like, this is wrong, <laughs> but, and then Johnny wanted to go out with her, but they didn't even know each other, and I was like, dude, no, it's too soon, and he got all sad. Oh, you jerk. Now he's going after Jared's daughter. <laughs> Jesus. See, see, I have, I have the, uh, the worry right now that, um, cause I got, I got, uh, you know, I guess my, my friend slash friend of the site, uh, Billy Brown, um, him, his girlfriend, his brother, and his sister. So I'm just waiting for that disaster scenario where him or his brother ask out his sister. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I'm like, if it comes up, I don't think I'm going to stop it. I'm just going to see how <laughs> fucked up this can get. Yes. What the hell kind of game did Nintendo make? Yeah. Jeez. Mark, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus's fiance Courtney, uh, married Jared and Courtney's pissed off about it. Cause she's like, I don't need no man. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun game, but after 60 hours, it starts to wear a little thin on you. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I still, I, mean, I still love it. That's the weird it, thing. It, I still play it all the time. And the thing that I like about it uh, a lot is that you can kind of just like put it down for a week and then pick it back up, and it's like you never left. Yeah, that's probably true. I should do that because I that's that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, well, it came out. I played it a lot that that first weekend, but then it was E three, so I didn't touch it right. for the entire. I think I touched it like once during E three to clear out street passes, um, and uh, and that was kind of it. Um, the street and then, passes really only work if you have kids in the game, right? Who you've sent well, off. Okay, so I guess I, I don't know if you guys have experienced street passes, but even still, I doubt a lot of the listeners have with this game, and I had the luck of going to a video game convention and E3. Um, so when, like, the basic street pass is you uh, you just, like, get, like, the special import item that you set oh. that at some point, and then I think you might be able to change it. I've never gone into it. I'm giving out fried prawn hats for anyone who street passes me. Um so that's what you just, you just exchange that, and I think like ten people can be there at once. And I, my, I mean, my, my child is out exploring the world, I have not seen her come back around, 
Um, Len's come back several times. He comes back and eats a lot of food and sleeps and then goes but away. have you street passed anyone? I think I have uh, because I get uh, postcards from him that says, oh, I visited, you know, some other island and I met these people and here's a photo of me and him and and bye. Sometimes yeah. he'll include something, but it's not very often. Because I had that where uh... – my uh, my friend, I street passed him, and his child came and visited my town. Um, See, that hasn't he, happened. To he me like yet. he was like camping out, and like I talked to him, and like he took a bath in like a barrel or something. Nice. And he, then he left, and I think I fed him. See, m- maybe the people I street passed with haven't had kids yet. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. It, it doesn't. I mean, the kid thing is almost—it's like a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah, it is. And the, game, I mean, and the game doesn't really explain anything. Yeah. Sometimes like, it just goes. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to figure out. Yeah, I still haven't gotten to that kid part yet. Uh, me and the, and the ex-girlfriend that I'm married to in the game. <laughs> uh, like, they, like, my me was suggesting them having a kid, and I just said, no. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've avoided that so far. <laughs> Yeah, all of the all of the married couples in my game have had at least one kid, usually two, and I just at some point turned off babies. I was like, I'm had enough of these babies. <laughs> that sounds like you in real life, Zach. Dude, you got to take care of the goddamn babies. Yeah, well, I kind of well, it was funny because I failed at like rocking the baby when I was doing. I think I was like playing it on like a train or something, so it was just a pain and the, in the were, ass. Were the parents like, "Don't shake the baby"? Yeah, <laughs> don't don't shake the baby because they do say that. Yeah. Um, but I did notice when, when Lauren and I had a kid that like, she was out hanging out with other people in the apartment complex and like, I'm just at, at our house taking care of the baby. Like, I'm sleeping on the bed, passed out. Baby's, <laughs> baby's in the crib. Lauren's out hanging out with, uh, with Samus. Yep. But I think, uh, I think Samus and George Washington are gonna get married soon, so. Alright, cool. It should be pretty cool. I think they'll, they'll have some, some good strong children. That can cut down a cherry tree and uh, give a mean thumbs down to a man. Yep. <laughs> thumbs thumbs down to the British. That would be, I mean, can we just make a Metroid game that takes place during the Revolutionary War? <laughs> it can be Project Steam with Metroid. <laughs> yeah, let's just make, yeah, an Assassin's Creed game. But instead of playing as an assassin, you just play as Samus Aran through the ages. <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> Samus Aran, uh, guess what? She's hanging out with Marie Antoinette. Bount- Bounty Hunter's Creed. Ugh, it's got a woman in it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would take too many years to, to animate. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this game must have taken a long time, because, yeah, my game has a lot of girls in it, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so hard to animate those women. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I know all the all the war, Hyrule Warrior characters except Link seem to be women, which is I bizarre. think. Yeah, I mean, just quick quick sojourn to Hyrule Warriors. Um, yeah, More I kind of love every day. <laughs> the character selection in that game is just like the the most fantastic, stupid thing, and it's not. Fan like, I'm not service. saying oh, it's got all these women, it's dumb, but it's like Agatha. The fucking bug girl from Twilight Princess. Like, right. seriously? And I don't know if you guys watched the trailer showing her attacks. No. But it's just like the goofiest shit in the world, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Like, I, I don't really play Dynasty Warriors games, but I figure, you know what, if they're going to make a Zelda-style Dynasty Warriors game, they might as well go big or go home. And they yeah. are. 
Yeah. At least everything that we're seeing is they're like it's the most fan servicey game they could have made. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I don't really mind that. I know and there's like I've seen a few people like, you know, kind of rag on it as just and being like, oh, well, it's a Dynasty Warriors game with a Zelda skin. People are being fooled. This isn't going to be very good. It's just like, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to expect this to be yeah. like revolutionizing the kind of slash 'em up genre or anything like that. It's just, it's going to be, a fu- it's going to be a fun slash 'em up with Zelda characters in it. It's just like, I don't, it's, I don't, it's, I don't know if anyone's going to be expecting much more out of it. Like there are a lot of games that I just kind of play as almost like comfort food to an extent. Yeah, and, and this will be one of that's them. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, this just sound, it just seems like a good good ass cheeseburger. Yeah, this is like you know playing a Mega Man game that I've already played before. And hey, it's going to be better than Twilight Princess. Oh, oh. oh just rolling out the controversy today. Won't won't be as good as Link's Crossbow Training though, right? Here come eh, the emails. Eh. <laughs> um, I've been I've been meaning to go back and try Twilight Princess again. I think I've said that like eight times since you have. Yeah, me too. Quite often. Like I, I stopped. I, I had stopped playing that game, but it's not, not because I didn't like it, but at, at the time, it just, it just <laughs> felt, it felt like too big of an undertaking. Too. It felt like work. It, it comes down to it in that, and this has been talked about a lot, and I've probably talked about it on the show as well. Uh, it's these three fucking days that you spend in the beginning in that town. Yup. <laughs> and and yeah, it was that something that I, I'm pretty I, I forget the direct quote or exactly where it was, but they it was supposed to be one day, and then Miyamoto said make it three because <laughs> it was a launch game on the Wii, and you know they were going for a broader market. People so, need to know how to slash that sword. To an extent, when you think about in the context of. They were hoping that people would buy a Wii for Wii Sports and then play Twilight Princess. <laughs> it makes sense to have that very slow, measured opening. So what's but, what's Skylight? What's Skyward Sword's excuse? Well, fuck you. I think Skyward Sword. <laughs> um, but Twilight. I mean, Twilight Princess. It just it's really once you get past those first three days, and I think that that opening tempo is a little bit of a slog too. But once you get past that, then I think it's really solid. It's just that it takes yeah, so I, I long to get a, out of that opening area. Yeah, I mean, I had a good time playing it, but yeah, it's just like at the time, I just could, I just could not handle something on that scale because I, yeah, it was just, it just started, it just started feeling too yeah. big for me. But I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go back to it one of these days because you know I enjoyed my time with it, and yeah, I, I want to give it a proper chance. I, I mean, it's bizarre. Like, I have a bizarre desire to get it on the GameCube. Is that weird? Me too. I actually, uh, <laughs> I put an eBay bid. I was looking at, I basically spent like a week every now and then watching some Twilight Princess auctions, but they all, they all got really expensive really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, maybe I'll be able to get this for like 20, 25 bucks. And I'd be like, you know, bidding on it and there'd be like a couple hours left. I'll be like, maybe I'll get it for like 23, including shipping. And then it would like go up to 35 really quickly. And I'll be like, well, that was fun. Because <laughs> I can't justify spending like forty dollars on a game that I literally own for another platform, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like oh, it's an HD version. No, it's technically it's the inferior version. Yeah, yeah. Now we're we're not even talking about Tomodachi Life. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's a big issue. Uh, yeah. I hope you listeners aren't really that annoyed. But Hyrule Warriors looks really fun. Hell yeah! That's that's what the bottom line is, and I'm. Yeah the, more... yeah, the bottom line of this Tomodachi Life discussion is Hyrule Warriors looks cool. 
Well, I mean, super excited about <laughs> Hyrule that Warriors is the next fucking retail release to come out. So, oh my god, get hyped, guys! Yeah, I did. I did say we'd talk about that in the beginning. Um, Tomodachi Life it came out on June sixth. We're now uh, it's a month after it came out. The next 3DS retail release is a month and a half away. Oh my god! Um, that's Phoenix. Uh, no, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. And then, wow. and then the next Wii U release from now is uh is Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you're you're wrong. Uh, on the on the thirty first, there's going to be Scooby Doo and Looney Tunes Cartoon Universe Adventure. I think you're forgetting what is quite possibly. Oh game my of the year. Is Taurus Games developing that? Because hold the phone, that game might not be bad. Uh, when worlds collide here. Uh, it actually no wait oh that's developed by Way Forward. Oh. What? Yeah, I just I just went on GameFAQ. Game? I just went on GameFAQ. <laughs> uh, so a 3DS up, uh, game or releases. Wii U? It's uh, 3DS. Yeah, I just looked it up on uh, GameFAQ's look at upcoming releases. and yeah. Uh, I'll take that review copy, copy Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I didn't even know about that. What the hell? Did we, you know what, did I'm, we just you know what I'm kind game? of pissed off about is that... Probably. Uh, to go on a, another little tangent before I should go... Uh, WayForward announced a release date to, for a director's cut of a Steam version of Shantae, uh, Shantae 2, and they still haven't given us an actual release date for Shantae 3. Come on, guys. Well, they're also working on Shantae 4, so... Oh, for love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Just one at a time, guys. Come on. Yeah, well, well Zach, as, as we stumbled upon... Um, I think what was it, the Shovel Knight podcast? That that that's our fault. It's our fault. Yeah, yeah, because they it's were like, us. "Well, do you want to have a sequel to the second one, or just like a new HD version?" We're like, "Why not both?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they did. <sighs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Tomodachi Life is really neat. Um, it is. Just don't you... play it for sixty hours. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna probably be keeping on playing it throughout like the next couple months. Probably, I mean, definitely slow down, but I think I'll play it longer. Maybe not as much as I played Animal Crossing, because I still put, like, 50 hours in Animal Crossing, but that was really front-loaded. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'll probably play it longer than that, because I don't need to check in on it every day. I should adopt that philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> so any final uh, final thoughts on Tomodachi Life? Uh, I think I think it's a really good game. I just wish there, I just wish there were more uh, varied interactions with a lot of the me's and things like that because yeah it just it just kind of gets repetitive just hearing the same kind of quirky things over and over yeah exact same feelings as kurt yeah so maybe maybe someday they'll come out with like tomodachi world on like wii u and they'll just you know keep updating that hopefully and it'll be uh, an mmo oh yeah hell yeah Mm. you you can be in you can live in an island well you can work on an island with a couple other people that would be kind of oh that'd be cool yeah that'd be nice be, be a like... spiritual successor to the Smash Mega hit, The Sims Online. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, that was a thing. Or just yeah, make didn't, it like... didn't they charge like a monthly fee for that game? I believe they did. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, I, <laughs> I forgot that even existed. Didn't exist long. Yeah, not at all. It did not last long at all. Alright, well that's uh that's Tomodachi Life. Thank you for listening. If you have Ooh. any questions, feel free to email us at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Doesn't need to be about Tomodachi Life, it could be about whatever you want. Yes. Uh, you can also uh talk to the three of us on Twitter. I am at Enron ten. Zach is at Z Miller nineteen oh two. And Kurt, you're 
at Curtis Bonds, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, and and Zach and I are gonna try to keep on doing this kind of game of the week segments each week. Yeah. So I guess let us know your feedback if you like this kind of style. Uh, we're gonna try something a little weirder next week, I think, in which we talk about uh an old Wii game that had a Vita re-release. Uh, so That's we're gonna be talking about Muramasa Rebirth and Muramasa the Demon Blade. Yes. Probably talking about that game on Wii and also a little bit about the the remake. Um, Very nice. Try to see if that works. Yeah. And also, uh, if you want to play some Kid Icarus Uprising, I think we are going to revisit that in the near future. Yes. So yeah, keep an fun. eye on, on my Twitter. I'll probably post stuff on the NWR Twitter if we are going to play online. Uh, but I do plan on playing some Kid Icarus Uprising online. Uh, I was playing some local multiplayer at a gaming convention that I went to a couple weeks ago. So I want to play more. <laughs> Me too. So. Yeah. Let's yeah, do I'll, it. I'll be in on that. Yeah. Hell sure. yeah. All right, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 All right, that will do for episode 142 of Connectivity. Uh, As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and we are doing a listener mail segment next week, so send in that mail. Uh, You should also rate reviews on iTunes if you haven't done that yet, and uh, be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. Go to NintendoWorldReport.com, look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page, and find all of our usernames there. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.